Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, May 9th, 2021. It's Mother's Day. What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn, and this is my show. And if you are wondering where my mom, Dr. Jane Dennison Furness, is, consider yourself bamboozled. I, I, I know I had hyped up a big Mother's Day special. And I got to tell you, for the first time since we reached out to have uh, Assad, the Syrian guy on the show a couple weeks ago, we've been declined for an interview. Yeah. Dr. Jane, my mom, decided she didn't want to come on the show today, and we respect her decision. So... Uh, I am flying solo this week, and uh, yeah, what's happening? It's Mother's Day. It is a, a what looks like a beautiful day in Chicago. However, it is in the mid to high 40s and very cold. You know, we're starting to get to that point. It's May 9th where you're like, look, I know, I know, you know, on any given day, any given Sunday to be specific, uh, here in Chicago, you never know what weather you're going to get, but you start creeping into mid-May here, and it's kind of like still dealing with the mid-40 stuff is just not not that interesting to me, you know? Because here's the thing. All I want to do, it's a beautiful day. It's my day off. All I want to do is go, you know, outside and just be outside, spend time outside, and it would be a perfect day to, you know, Fill up, uh, fill up a canteen with maybe some wine or whiskey or something like that and go sit by the lake and people watch and, you know, just get some sun. But I got to tell you, when it's 45 degrees and windy, it's just not that pleasant. So, I don't know. I'll go out, stretch my legs in a little bit here. But, uh, you know, it's just like, why can't it be a little bit warmer out? That would be ideal. Well, my name is Quinn, and this is my show. And we're coming to you live from Rogers Park, Chicago, what is either going to be the third to last or second to last show from this location. This apartment has been the hub for the last two years worth of Beantown podcasts. I got to tell you, we got moving day two weeks from yesterday. It's in 13 days, moving on the 22nd, moving down to Lincoln Park. Just when you thought I couldn't get any whiter, I said, take this. And I decided to move from a very racially diverse neighborhood to a very affluent white neighborhood. So good thing I'm affluent and white. Um, But yeah, I got to tell you. The last two years, or excuse me, the last two times of, of moving have both been long trips done largely by myself. Moving is a very emotionally scarring or has been a very emotionally scarring or just very stressful and anxiety-producing experience for me the last couple of times. So my, uh, let's give a quick rundown of all my moves, okay? 
In fact, we're just going to call this the Moves Podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to keep it short because I really don't have that much. This was one of those weeks, and I know the joke is, well, you always say this. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes that's not. I feel like we've had some good material lately. Oh, and one thing, uh, or let me finish my sentence and then say the other thing, and then we'll get back into it. But uh, one of those weeks where I just didn't really have anything, I'm recording this Sunday afternoon, about four in the afternoon, and I just, you know, I'm kind of just like, chilling not really doing anything else but also don't have that much to say just kind of relaxing um so with that in mind i'm going to keep this short because there are a lot more uh mentally engaging and stimulating things you could be doing uh with your week whenever you're listening to this but um oh what was i gonna say that's always how it goes isn't it it always happens that way that stinks. Well, I'll, uh, this is not what I was going to say, but I'll mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. And while we're at it, happy Mother's Day to my mom. We uh, got some brunch this morning. A quick plug for the Honey Bear Cafe up in Rogers Park. It's at Clark and Greenleaf. So... You know, just kind of uh, up up towards Howard there, towards Evanston. It's a spot I've heard about all the time because I'm in, you know, a couple of different Rogers Park, like, community Facebook groups. And so people always talk about it. And Rogers Park is not known, at least it's kind of East Rogers Park. Uh, I don't speak for Westridge or anything like that. But it's not really known for its brunchy spots. And granted, you know, when I think of brunch, I think of, like, Lakeview, Wrigleyville, you know, Lincoln Park, all that fun stuff. You don't really think of Rogers Park, but still, it's nice to have some some nice spots. Uh, Honey Bear is probably the the uh, the gold standard for brunch spots in Rogers Park, from what I've experienced. This is our first time there. I've heard about it all the time. It's one of those situations where it's just far enough away. It's about a twenty minute walk to where. It, it's not, it just doesn't feel convenient to go. And especially with COVID, um, you know, like going to get, I don't, I don't carry out or like get takeout brunch or breakfast food. I just, it's just like, I feel like it's just as easy for me to make, you know, a cup of coffee, some eggs, you know, pancakes, whatever I want to make at home. Right. I feel like when you carry out breakfast food, it's still good, but it's never, it, breakfast food is like really nice when it's just fresh, it's hot. You know, you kind of, I'm a big fan of kind of the breakfast joint or like the diner atmosphere, that experience. You know, they got the people coming around with the pots of coffee topping you off. And, you know, it's great food for a very, you know, pretty much cheap price as far as food prices go when you're eating at a restaurant. And so I just, uh, for all those reasons, I had never been to the Honey Bear Cafe yet, but it is a, uh, a great spot. Uh, they were packed today, as you might imagine, Mother's Day brunch, but uh, thankfully yours truly made a phone reservation last week, and so, uh, yeah, we had our coffee, and my mom had some uh, crepes with blueberries, and I had a little skillet that was just uh, basically the same thing I get when I go to Alexander's, uh, which is at Clark and Granville. That's my go-to breakfast spot. That's like an ultimate diner experience, family-owned and uh, I don't get there as much, or I haven't gotten there as much. I think I've only gone once or twice since COVID. 
Um, but that's a great spot too. I got, I, I pretty much get the same thing every time. If it's available when I go to brunch, it's a skillet, basically a Mexican style skillet. You got the, you know, you got your potatoes, your chorizo, your peppers, um, tomatoes, jalapenos. Sometimes you get some, uh, some mushies in there topped with some scrambled eggs, some wheat toast and a cup of Java. Okay. That's kind of my MO. We had that and, uh, Got a nice flower, a Mother's Day flower, and yeah, it was a, a, a very nice Mother's Day brunch, I thought, and unfortunately, Mom is not here to defend herself on the podcast, so that's just going to have to be the final word until we get a letter to the editor, BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. Again, it's Beantown, Podcast at Yahoo.com. What I wanted to talk about... And we're just going to, you know, we're not going to have a front half and a back half today. We're just going to kind of say what we want to say. Say what you need 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 to say. Then mention our dedicated sponsors. While I'm thinking of it, I don't want to forget. Um, I was excited Potentially to, you know, to, to do a podcast with mom today because we got in the mail a second, a brand new Samson Q2U microphone and we're going to test it out. And the audio quality of the show was going to, you know, go through the roof. We were probably going to be top 10 on Apple podcasts, you know, probably a trip to the White House, probably get a constellation named after me, you know, be next in line for... You know, when they discover one of those new elements, you know, because those things are usually given to podcast hosts, but unfortunately we couldn't make it happen. Uh, But yeah, we'll thank our sponsors and then we'll kind of leave it at that, you know. But what I was going to mention is just a quick rundown of, of, of my moves in my life. I didn't move until I was 18. Uh, I lived in the same house. Same 18, first 18 years of my life, which is not, uh, you know, most people don't have that experience. So there's really not much to tell up to that point. Although when I was about 12 or 13, I did move from an upstairs bedroom shared with my brother to a downstairs bedroom, recently vacated by a different brother. And, uh, you know, good room, super cold and a lot of bugs but, uh, you know, it's nice to have your own room. Even at a computer in there, basically, we got a new computer at some point, you know, when I was 10 or 11, something like that. And so we moved the old computer, which still worked, uh, just, you know, slow. I think that the old computer's running Windows XP. The new one, because we're pretty fancy, was Windows Vista. And I think my parents still have that computer, and I assume it still runs Vista. I don't know. We could get father of the podcast, Steve Furness, on here. He could tell us. I don't know if it's been upgraded to Windows 7 or 10. Was there a Windows between 7 and 10, or did they just go from 7 to 10? I don't know. We should get Bill Gates on here, and we we should do a special. Bill Gates joins Tinder, and that would be extra, you know, useful for me, not because I'm looking for anything on Tinder, but because I've been, you know, banned many years ago. And so I just like to check out the interface, not check out, you know, local singles in my area, not interested, 
We had a happy, committed relationship. But for Bill, you know, we'll kind of see what's out there. But, yeah, having the computer in the room, I had NBA Live 06. I think that's an EA Sports game. Everyone talks about 2K now. Did, did EA stop making NBA games? Or because I had NBA Live 06 with Dwayne Wade, D-W-Y-A-N-E, Dwayne. Uh, I actually, when I go to you know the suburbs, Rachel's parents' house, I run by Dwayne Wade's high school every time I go for a run. Uh, nice place. But then when I, you know, the next basketball game I got was like 2008. So, the, you know, version two years later. And that was NBA 2K, which is, you know, kind of everyone, you know, when you talk about like computer games or just video games, I guess is the better way to call them. You know, football, you have Madden. Uh, basketball, now it's, you just call it 2K. Soccer, you call it FIFA, which is an EA Sports thing, I think. But 2K is different. 2K is not EA Sports. So I'm curious, does EA Sports still make basketball games, or have they completely seeded, right, good word, to, uh, to 2K, which is, is that the name of the brand? I don't know. The name of the company? Or is there a different company behind the 2K games? This would be a good investigation. And I don't think I really ever played anything else. On that computer, pretty much just played my NBA Live 06. I think that was the year, I don't know. I don't know if that was like Deron Williams' rookie year or something. I would play with him all the time. Then once I got 2K, I think it was 2008 going, it was, uh, I think, what Russell Westbrook's rookie year. And I would I would love to just hone in as a point guard. And maybe this says something about my my giving personality, but I would love to like rack up as many assists as possible. You know, a lot of people they play the games, they can, you know, you you control your character and it's like, let's see how many points we can score. I was all about just seeing how many assists I could get. I would have a lot of 2020 games, 20 points, 20 assists. If I could reach that threshold, that was a hell of a game. And then there was also, uh, I, I created this, the Cherry Valley Super Team. It was uh, my brother Walt, right? Or no, Walt, uh, was he in there? This is embarrassing. I feel bad if he wasn't because I, I want to include everyone. I'm trying to remember who all was on there. Let's just say he was. A little scrappy southpaw playing point guard. And then we had, uh, I made this this cool cat, this black guy, LeBron Lightning. He was uh, straight. Ooh, I'm watching the Cubs game, and a ball just got hammered. Oh, it, it didn't go out. The wind has, has been blowing in balls all day. Ended up just being a double. Uh, Cubs are getting shellacked today, by the way. Uh, LeBron Lightning was about 6'6", pounds. This guy basically was was the male version of my sister, uh, but he was black, and he had cornrows and all sorts of, like, I don't know who a good NBA comp is, but all sorts of, like, you know, had the headband and elbow bands and wristbands and all sorts of bands of varying colors. He was just a very colorful individual. There's one guy in my head that I'm thinking of, and I can't, his, his name is, is like, I, I can see him. 
Uh, imagine like Jermaine O'Neal, but decked out even more. Um, you know, kind of like Jermaine O'Neal, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, that sort of thing. You don't see that as much in the NBA these days. That was much more like a mid to late 2000s um, kind of thing to just get decked out in gear. Uh, I played uh, small forward, which I think is a good position for me because I'm kind of a little guy. My brother Jack, I put at power forward, although I think we were the same height. I think I think I, I, I made my brother Walt his real height because it works as a point guard. And then my brother Jack and I were like... Actually, I think I made my brother Jack taller than me, even though we're the same height because he's skinnier and lankier. He feels taller. So I think I was like 6'7", something like that. And then my brother Jack was probably like 6'9". And then the unstoppable man in the middle from Mercer, Dunker Jones. (laughs) Dunker Jones was 40 years old. That's as old as you can make him. He had gray hair. A full beard. He was seven six, about three twenty. That man was unstoppable. I'm telling you, he made Yao Ming look like an ant when they would square off against each other. Dunker Jones, I don't know if you know three seconds was was turned off or what, but that guy would just camp, and <laughs> he didn't even score that much because. You know, I just said there were so many other scoring options on the team. He'd get, you know, the occasional put bad dunk and that sort of thing. But his stat line was mostly like six points, 22 rebounds, and uh, about 10 blocks. And he was just, it was always kind of funny because, you know, it was a combination of graphics being, you know, at the, at the time they felt they felt good, you know, looking back, they're not great. But the graphics were a little wonky, and then just the mechanics. The game is not designed to just, like, work fluidly with characters or players who are 7'6". Even though you can make them that tall, that's the max. It's just, you know, so some things would get weird. In real life, you got a guy who's 7'6", you just stand and grab a rebound and you dunk because you can reach the basket without jumping. It didn't quite work that way in the game. It, it was just a little like weird that way, but still a lot of fun. Dunker was always there securing those boards. 40 years old, went to Mercer. And you might say, well, what is that? And why Mercer? You know, random college in Georgia. I don't know. I think I was just looking for a good place uh, for him to come out of and I didn't know anything about Mercer and I still don't really know it. All I know is it's in Georgia, but um, yeah, that was Dunker Jones. That guy was a brick house in every sense of the word. I just, the gray beard was the best part of it for me. I bet if, uh, you know, we still have the copy, it's a CD or maybe a DVD. I don't remember when (coughs) they switched you know, they started instead of, you know, growing up, our computer games were all CDs. And then at a certain point, kind of around the late 2000s, they switched them to start producing them on DVDs, much more storage space than a CD. Uh, so, but I, I bet if we still had a working computer, you could probably boot that up, <coughs> NBA 2K8 on a PC. And I'm sure that it, you, you know, still have the team in there. That'd be fun. It's, uh, you know, somewhere in my parents' house. But, 
yada, yada, yada. I digress. I hope you had fun learning about my awesome, cre- you know, five characters team. Undefeated. Never lost. Um, my moves have gone progressively, well, progressively worse for the most part. My most recent one was not as bad as the previous one, but they were still kind of rough. My first, the first time I moved was very vanilla, right? Moving from my parents' house to my freshman year residence hall, I pretty much had like a, like two bins and then just like a couple bags of stuff. You know, because you, you get to your res hall, you're splitting a room with another person, a room that's Basically, slightly larger than the current size of my my bedroom, except you have beds on either side, so there's not a lot of space. In that room, I pretty much just had, you know, it it comes furnished with a room, the desk, a chair, and a wardrobe, which is like, you know, where you can hang, hang a couple of clothes up, and then there's like two drawers underneath. That's what it came with. So in that room, when I moved, you pretty much just bringing like, bedding and shoes and clothes and your backpack and you know any school related stuff laptop whatever that that comes in there and there really wasn't space for anything else right that's pretty much what i had and then things didn't really get much better when i moved this actually there was there was a kind of kind of an in-betweener because i worked uh on campus the summer between my first and second year of college. And so I had to move into a different residence hall. And I think I pretty much just had like a friend, a friend had a van, a friend's dad had a van and I just loaded my stuff, same amount of stuff, like a bin and a couple bags into the van, drove it across campus, lived there, which is kind of the same size room, same size setup. And then I don't really remember moving from that residence hall to my place in Uptown. I don't I don't know how it happened. I don't know who I did it with. That was the one time, and I'll give a quick eulogy slash ode to the flower chair. Uh, if if you know the flower chair, you know it. It's a it, it was an armchair that has really bad lumbar support. It was my main chair the entirety of my time living in Baltimore, I didn't have a couch because I lived in a studio. Uh, so I sat on that thing the whole time. And in retrospect, very easy to see why I suffered from, from so many back problems uh, when I lived in Baltimore. The chair made an odyssey from Lincoln Park to Uptown on the red line. Pretty epic. I don't think I have the like balls is maybe too strong of a word, but just like the guts to try something like that again. It's not because I'm too, like, anxious. I just don't want to deal with that crap. Speaking of moving to Uptown, they just showed a, you know, a wide shot over Wrigley Field, and I was looking at the building that we're just talking about that I moved to. But I moved to Uptown. Oh, and the flower chair, the reason there's a eulogy, I sold it uh, this week. On uh, Wednesday night, I sold it for uh, the listing price was 20 bucks. I They gave me 30 because the lady who picked it up, was just like, oh, this is such a nice chair. I'm going to give you extra. I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, but I sold the I sold the flower chair, and I sold um my desk, which was my you know godsend in grad school. 
because I used it all the time living in Rogers Park. And then I didn't use it much in Baltimore, and I don't think I have used it once. I've lived here for two years in Chicago. Um, it's literally just up until I sold it on Wednesday, just been sitting in the corner with a lot of stuff on it. I never sat there. Just, you know, you thought, oh, Quinn, you've been working from home for you know 14 months, whatever. No, I just got my spot on the couch. It's just where I like to be. Uh, so I sold that, and I sold my microwave, which I bought, you know, probably for 50 bucks or something. Sold it for $16. Did a lot of, a lot of bartering to get to 16. Um, so yeah, I don't have a microwave until I move in two weeks. So far, it hasn't been an issue. We're mainly just going to avoid, avoid microwavable foods. Uh, but yeah, the flower chair is gone, which is, uh, you know, family antique. There's this great pick. I got to make sure I have it sold uh, or sold, uh, saved in my phone, but it's a great family picture of my dad sitting in the flower chair with the four kids kind of huddled around slash on the lap. And you know what? Between that and the picture of me sitting on the flower chair on the red line, like that's all I need to feel like emotionally balanced or satisfied about it. I don't need to physically have it in the apartment to be like, oh, the flower chair, I'm never getting rid of this. Like, no, I didn't. I wasn't going to use it or I wasn't using it. Um, it was really bad for my back. Like, I have some pictures. That's great. It'll always be a great memory. It doesn't need to be handed down to anyone else. Sold, not handed down. Someone else's problem, and now I'm 30 bucks richer. So I'm pretty rich. But uh, moved to Uptown. I don't really remember it. My move, I moved from Uptown back to Lincoln Park. And when I lived in Uptown, I was also sharing a bedroom. I didn't even have like a dresser or anything at this point. I literally, my clothes... I didn't, also don't remember really having anything in the closet. We had a very small closet. I had milk crates that I'd stolen from like the back of a CVS or something, and my clothes were were in those. Then I moved back to Lincoln Park. It was an RA, more or less on campus. I don't recall that move, but I think it was it was pretty uh, pretty painless. I don't, I don't remember moving out of there at all. I'm, I bet someone out there is listening to this and like, you son of a bitch, I helped move you. I apologize. I forget. Then I moved from Lincoln Park up to Rogers Park for the first time, living in Rogers Park. And that was my dear friend, Sean Young, who I lived with for a year. Uh, he helped me. I think I had a, I think I had a U-Haul. Yeah. I must have accumulated more stuff to require a U-Haul. I had the dresser at that point, which I still have. Great dresser, just heavy as balls. Sean Young helped me uh, move up to Rogers Park. And then, now we're getting close to present day. Four years ago, I moved from Rogers Park to Baltimore. Front half was great because, again, Sean helped me uh, load the truck. It was like a... Wednesday afternoon or something, midday, loaded it real easy, took like an hour. And then I drove to Indianapolis, slept there, and then woke up the next day, drove from Indianapolis to Baltimore, which is like 10 hours, something like that. And that that is where the, the move went from like, you know, little Quinn doing big things, but still exciting, to like shit hitting the fan. I think I've told this, I'm sure I've told the story 
many times on the show. My movers didn't come. It was really just, you know, stressed out, freaked out, like way too stressed out, yada, yada, yada. It was a bad time. Not a, a very, it was a very frustrating, stressful experience. Then my last one, moving from Baltimore back to Chicago, not awful. Honestly, all things considered, could have been worse. But there were some pain points. Like, I pretty much, except for one or two pieces, loaded the truck myself in Baltimore. Um, shout out to former coworker, don't keep in touch, hope he's doing well, Ryan Carroll, helped me load a couple heavy pieces, like my dresser. Um, and then, you know, I drove. That was, that was probably the worst part about the drive or about the, this, this last move because I drove straight through. More or less. I stopped. Well, I worked. I worked a full day. Got home. Got the truck. Loaded it. I've told this story before. Two years ago. And then basically got to like Toledo. And was just gassed. You know, it's 3 a.m. We've been driving in the dark for a while. Tried to sleep in the truck. Couldn't sleep. Went a little bit further. Got sleepy again. Pulled off again, slept a little bit for like two hours, then kept driving. Got almost all the way to Chicago, then got pulled over by some cops who saw me headbanging to Bohemian Rhapsody. And they're like, we noticed your head was bobbing. You must be falling asleep. I was like, no, just rocking. I didn't actually say that. But then they're like, oh, where are you going? I was like, well, coming from Beantown, moving. And then they talked to me about the wire for about two minutes on the side of the interstate. And then I went along my way. And then my friend Stephen Boy helped me unload. And that was that. And those have been my moves. And now in two weeks, moving again. And I have movers, paying for movers. Never done that before. Got to start packing. Been selling stuff on Craigslist. I don't think I have anything more to sell. I need to relist the recliner. I got a recliner from for free from literally like two blocks down. I had one person email me about it on Craigslist. I responded twice, and they haven't responded back. If all else fails, probably just take it down to the curb or to the alley. It's a solid recliner. I mean, it's old. It's worn. It's still comfy to sit on. My mom took a nap on it yesterday. I just don't really think I, you know... I, I actually, I'm going to get into the apartment, you know, I'm actually getting the keys on Tuesday, I think. And my lease, it's weird. It starts the 15th, which is six days from now. I can get in, be in there anytime I want. It's my apartment starting on the 15th. Um, and so I might go in there and just like, because I've been in there once, but you know, it's so fast. You're with a broker, you know, it all just kind of happens. And then you're like out and... You just have the memories. Um, so I want to get in there you know, probably next weekend at some point because I anticipate having a free weekend and just kind of mentally assess it, you know, picture everything in my head, what I have now, where it's going to fit because I am moving into a smaller space. This apartment that I have right now in Rogers Park is large for one person. I'm in a very large living room that is has filled up a little bit more with the couch, the flower chair rest in peace, with the recliner, uh, 
but for the most part, it's you know it's not jam packed. Next door, not really. Just and an adjoining space is my dining room, which is more or less another living room. It's like the exact same size. Uh, and all I've had in there is the desk, which is gone now. My dinner table, which doesn't take up very much space. And then, you know, for the second half of living here, I've had the piano, which doesn't take up a ton of space either. Uh, and then I have a, you know, a pantry, a walk-in pantry. My bedroom's big, closet's big. So moving into a smaller space, which I'm not, you know, jazzed about, but it's okay, you know? It is what it is. So those have been my moves. Say a little prayer for us, for me, moving. Really want it to just be like, you know, because I'm paying. So what if we could just have it be like not stressful and easy? That would be revolutionary, okay? I don't know if it's possible to have a not stressful moving experience. It's already been stressful in ways, searching for apartments, signing a lease, getting rid of stuff, you know, Craigslist, all that stuff, trashing some stuff, donating stuff. Like, and now we're into boxes phase where I pulled up a bunch of my boxes from the basement, need to build them, got my tape. It's just time consuming. You know, want to pack everything right so you're not breaking anything. What if we could do all that and it's going to be all that, but then to have the actual moving day itself be just like, you know what? I'm going to coordinate with these movers. They're going to get in here. They're going to do their stuff. I'm not going to have strained muscles. That's the other thing. Last couple of moves, because I've, I've done a lot of heavy lifting by myself, you finish both times and my muscles have just, especially my arms and my back, fucked for days. Um, and I would look, what if we could just not do that? That'd be cool. And it's a Saturday afternoon, you know, moving, you know, there's unpacking, packing, all that stuff. But what if we could just like do it in three hours and not have it not, you know, drive a truck overnight halfway across the United States. These are the things I'm looking for in my next move. Uh, so Knock on wood, fingers crossed for us. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, uh, the Samsung Q2U series, of which we are back to two, assuming this new one works well, fingers crossed. It's got crisp, clear audio quality. It's a sound you like and a sound you can trust. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Home Pride Oregon, Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider, with services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. If you need a safe certified home inspector in Central Oregon that you can trust, call Steve. He's my dad at 541-410-0316. Or go to his uh, beautifully designed website, homeprideoregon.com. And uh, Cuts by Q, of which I should probably, I need to, you know, I haven't touched the, the top of my hair since August and and it's long I'm okay with where it is for right now but the you know I try to trim down the sides in the back um you know every two months or so and I it's we're right at that time haven't trimmed that in a while so need to take care of that that is one thing uh 
I'm going to miss, of which I think there'll be a, there'll be many things that I miss about this apartment. Size is one. I also have the back space, uh, you know, a very small deck area just kind of on the way down from the stairs, which I don't mind because like, I don't hang out there. But it's really nice. You can go out there. You can trim your toenails. You can cut your hair, and it just kind of blows away. It's good stuff. Um, this new place, there's no back. It's You have your front door, and that's the only entrance and exit. Um, so there's still kind of like, you know, the front door is not like right out onto the street. Actually, the way the apartment is, it's behind another building that's the front of the street. So I'm actually like, you can't see my front door from the street. Um, and there's kind of just like a concrete slab where the, you know, four entrances are. Um, so I think I'll probably just like get a chair and just have it be permanently out there. I don't know. Again, got to assess the space going down there on Tuesday to pick up keys and we'll have a better understanding of this sort of thing. That will be one thing I miss, you know? Um, but I'm trading it for in unit laundry, which was my number one thing getting a new apartment. Cause I mean, I could do a whole podcast on this, but I just want to feel cleaner, okay? Like an addict. Getting off the juice. Speaking of juice, oh, this is what I wanted to say 30 minutes ago at the start of the show, and it's the last thing I'm going to say. Um, last week, last Sunday, a week from or a week from yesterday, was the Kentucky Derby. And you might have been surprised when you tuned in last week that we were doing our NFL draft special and not our top 10 horses name special. You might be thinking, wow, is he not doing it this year? I'll tell you what happened. One, completely no clue that the Kentucky Derby was the day it was until, like, it happened. I did get to see it live. It was a great race. The reason I mentioned the Kentucky Derby, juicing, etc., the horse failed his drug test. I'm not kidding. And Bob Baffert, legendary, like... If you don't know anything about horse racing, you'll still you'll look at Bob Baffert and be like, "Oh, that's Bob Baffert. He trains the horses. He's got the the silver hair, the sunglasses, wearing the suit. Like uh, you just saw, he's the only thing I know about horse racing. He's been banned from Churchill Downs. Wow, big news. Um, how did I get to Juicy? Oh, so I completely forgot. Here's the good news: we got Preakness. Was it Preakness next week or the week after? I don't remember. And then two or three weeks from that, you got the Belmont Stakes. Preakness is in Baltimore, actually. Um, we're going to do our horse name special coming up soon here. I don't have the exact date. I haven't figured it out. Um, but uh, that'll that'll be coming, right? It's not like we're just not doing it this year. We've had three years, 30 horse names, and this will be the fourth year, the fourth entry uh, names 31 through 40 this year okay so it'll be fun it'll be exciting it'll be flashy cubs are about to lose they're down to their last out and uh that means it's time for me to wrap things up i want to thank everyone for tuning in i hope everyone is having a great mother's day wherever you are at thanks for listening thanks for supporting the show we're going to come to you live next week that's all i got for you today so thanks for checking in And I'm going to turn on some music, and I will check in on you next time. Bye, everyone. I kept it under 40 minutes of me talking. You're welcome. Bye.